Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafu Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Haravamita ben Shoshana, Lehemencha Baskitel, and Shu'ul ben Britta. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted, and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is also in merit of the Holy Orachaim, Rav Chaim ibn Attar, one of the commentaries I use and quote quite often. Because his Yortzite, the anniversary of his passing, is on the 15th of Thomas, the release date of this episode. He was an immense Kabbalist and giant Torah scholar, and these unique attributes are reflected in his commentary, the Orachaim. He is one of the few people with the word Hakadosh, the Holy, at the end of his name. He passed away in Jerusalem during Shabbos in 1743, less than a year after moving and arriving in Israel. The story is told that on that day, the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement, was sitting with the students at the last meal of Shabbos, and when he has suddenly said, the light from the West has been extinguished. In his honor, may we merit the coming of Mashiach and the ultimate redemption. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Balak, Intentions Matter. Our Parsha details the story of Balak and Balaam. Balak, the king of Moab, was worried about his upcoming battle with the Jewish nation. Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people just won their wars with the powerful countries of Emor and Bashan. So Balak recruited Bilaam, the famous non-Jewish prophet, to curse the Jewish people and hopefully defeat them in battle. When Bilaam was told of Balak's request, God appeared to him and told him that he is not allowed to curse the Jewish people because they are blessed. Bilaam sent word back to Balak that God does not allow him to curse the Jewish people because they are blessed. So Balak sent even more prestigious messengers back to Bilaam and promised him great riches in return for his services. Once again, God appeared to Bilaam, but this time God allowed him to go, provided that he only says the words that God tells him to. So Bilaam joined Balak's messengers and went on his way. At the beginning of Bilaam's trip, God placed an angel with a giant sword blocking his path. The donkey saw the angel and did not want to move. However, Bilaam, who was oblivious to the angel, started hitting his donkey. At that point, God revealed the angel to Bilaam, who bowed before the angel, asking for forgiveness. The angel told him to continue on his journey, but reminded him what God told him, that he can only say what God allows him to say. However, a question comes to mind. When God finally revealed the angel to Bilaam, he panicked. He quickly got off the donkey and begged the angel for forgiveness. He says, Chatasi, I sin, I sin because I did not see you standing in my way coming to greet me. But if Bilaam did not see the angel, then what was his sin? Why was he asking for mercy for a sin he didn't even know he had committed? In honor of the Orachim HaKadosh's Yortzite, we will delve straight into his deep and profound explanation. He writes that the sin Bilaam is referring to is the fact that he went with Balak's messengers to begin with. Although he told the messengers that he could only say what God told him, his intent was to curse the Jewish nation, his intent was to harm the Jewish nation. For some reason, Bilaam was not reading between the lines when God clearly said to him that he could not curse the Jewish people because they are blessed. Bilaam wanted and hoped to outsmart God by reminding him of the Jewish people's iniquities and sins to trigger God's anger towards the Jewish people. And he hoped that he would be allowed to curse the Jewish people because of this anger. 
The Orach HaMakadosh explains so powerfully that Bilam's true intention and desire will always to cause harm to the Jewish people. Therefore, as soon as God allowed him to go, he willingly traveled even though he knew he couldn't curse. And therefore, when he eventually met this angel, he immediately began to plead for mercy because he realized that God knew and understood and was about to punish him for his intention. The Yerachim learns all of this because of the conversation between Bilam and the angel. The Pasuk writes, Va'ata and now, Imra be'inecha ashuvali. If you, the angel, says Bilam, still disprove of what I'm doing, I will turn back for me, li, for me. The words li, for me, hint that Bilam thought he was about to be punished for his true intention. And therefore he told the angel, I have sinned and I'm willing to go home so I don't get punished. The Yorachim HaKadosh explains so powerfully that many mitzvahs require intention and focus to be fulfilled. For example, the mitzvah of saying Shema. One must have a minimum of intent while reciting the first verse. Because intention is the driving force behind the energy and spirit of our actions. But due to God's immense love and compassion for the Jewish people, He counts our good intentions as semi-completed actions. Meaning that if one intended to go to shul, to go to synagogue, but slept in, God counts it as if they went to shul. Because good intentions usually pave the path and lead us to finding our soul's purpose. In our daily life, it is essential and crucial to understand that the intention behind our actions matter almost the same amount as the act itself. Because intent is like a seed, and a rotten seed will usually not sprout or grow into something bigger. But a healthy seed can sprout and develop into a thriving organism that sustains four generations. Similarly, our pure intentions can inspire people to grow and change the world for the better. There is a powerful quote about intention. Be mindful of intention because intention is a seed that creates our future. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.